Hi. So we're recording. Hi guys, welcome to In The Mix with CT. Today I have an amazing guest. This is Sam Horn and Supreme Minority. Um, basically Sam, I'm gonna leave it to you, have a little intro and we'll get going from there. So hi everybody, I am Sam Horn. I run a company called Supreme Minority. We are both a clothing brand, but also um, coaching. I specialize in mindset coaching, which is predominantly for those who are within the bodybuilding industry for females. And for those that perhaps have been on the mindset that just dropping calories and increasing cardio will get them to the stage. Um, there's so much more to it in terms of mindset and I find that that is something increasingly ever more important to be discussing um, you know there's been a lot of events recently where there's been a lot of questions over uh, mindset and people's state of mind and it's really really upsetting and um, so I really do implore people to explore mindset a hell of a lot more in self-development and um, it's something for me that I've taught a lot of time into especially in the last 12 to 18 months but especially Prior to that, from the start of my bodybuilding journey, where it wasn't so great, um, to this point, I'm in a lot better state of play, um, and it does make for a lot more of a healthier journey and a lot more success. So, so yeah, how years have you been bodybuilding now? Um, officially, so like competing-wise to the stage, about the last five, six years, um, training in a gym like virgin um prior to that um i'd probably say about nine years but i've actually been like into fitness and stuff for like the last 15 years hang on how old am i now um, yeah about 15 16 years what was that or oh, 51 did you say you are <laughs> <laughs> the botox is wearing off actually it is is it <laughs> you find me out obviously um your background is um, you're in the medical industry, aren't you? Uh, background one. So, do you find mixing your bodybuilding life with that sort of work life? How do you have the balance within that? Um, oh, it's come through a lot of habit and practice, and you know, I've just actually started listening to Atomic Habits. Actually, a great book. Um, and it is those small minute details that I've had to build and build and build over the years. Don't get me wrong. I've had times when I've crashed and burned. My first prep was one of them. Um, but it is literally being meticulous in my time. So in fact, actually last week, but I have been pinned up on my wall where I do plan to the nth degree Everything that I have to get done in a day, even when I'm sat at home now, work, well, working from home, I'm on annual leave at the minute, but um, I'll plan everything out so I know exactly what I need to get done and where, leaving myself enough time transitionally between each thing um, in terms of accounting for all my driving time when I'm driving between hospitals, even penciling, like my, my routine for food is a lot easier when I'm at work because I know exactly like, bang on, like it's half 10, right, it's time for food. And I'll just nip into like a, a side room and scoff some food down my neck out of my back of my bag. Um, 
but yeah, it's come through a lot of trial and error. Um, I've luckily worked with um, one of the really, one of my coaches was really, really good with this. And he changed or adapted things for me as much as possible for life on the road. Um, so as you can only get hold of so many things when you're eating out of hotel rooms sometimes and a lack of a microwave or hotels that aren't always very accommodating. Um, and always scouting for gyms wherever I go. I either have a hotel gym or I'm not too far from a decent gym uh, within driving distance. So it's just always been pre-planning, pre-plan everything. Uh, you know, it's been quite nice to not have to do it quite so much these last few weeks. Um, but it's something I find actually comes quite easy to me now. Like I've food prepped for the last like 10 years easily. So for me, that's just second nature. But do you think now, nowadays, especially people who are coming into the industry, don't realise um, the dedication and the repetitiveness of it? Is yeah. all this Instagram now famous, Facebook famous? By the way, I'm driving around in this sports car. I've got this photo shoot. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Well, just throw that in there. Yeah. Um, you know, so on and so on. You know, like, come on, you've done photo shoots, you've competed, you've got a nine-to-five job, which is, involves a lot of driving because, yeah, I keep on getting pop-ups on my social media saying, I'm in South End today or I'm, <laughs> or I'm there. Yeah, that's what I'm driving, yeah. So, um, yeah, do you feel that people are just wanting it all now and never like put in the effort and the graft in long term? I think in terms of, I think social media has been great in terms of highlighting opportunities to people and those that are into self-development education, it's a great way to get out information out there when it's the correct information. But yeah, I think because we're in such a society now where everything is disposable, it's instantaneous, People expect miracles like just like that. Um, people that have never trained that think they fancy coming into this fitness lifestyle. And the first thing that they will do the first day they step into a gym is to start a prep. And it's like, hang on a second. I've been training like over 15 years, you yeah. know, and it took me 10 years to get to the point where I decided, right, it's going it, to, you know, it's time for me to do something a bit more dedicated with my life of, you know, the, the fitness desires that I've got um so yeah I think it's great that people have got the interest um but I think a lot more people need to just put in that long-term game um you know infinite versus finite view um great book by Simon Sinek go and read it finite game um think he's in below <laughs> but yeah um so many people want things now and aren't willing to work for the things that really do need to be a lifestyle, not just something you can pick up and drop whenever you feel like it. Now, obviously with the bodybuilding lifestyle, it's very mundane as, you know, I was actually watching a YouTube channel with um, the, well, we recently lost Luke Sandow um, and one of his videos on bodybuilding and social media. And he was saying about it, um, you know, the instantaneous of today and YouTube, etc., etc., and Instagram, and no one puts dedication and hard work in, and it's all one now. So I just I have a big tendency to agree with that, you know, you know, everyone 
everyone should start. I can remember um, back in the day, Jay, Cutler, Ronnie, both saying, you know, go to the gym when you're 15, 16, put in the years, put in the time, and then see where the maximum amount of your body's at, and then choose to do whatever else later on in life. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, with this lifestyle, do you feel that people want to flick in and out of it or and they want that result now and if they don't get the result they leave done dusted yeah i think um just from my background so because i'm qualified as a pt and um, nutrition consultant as well so i did actually do quite a lot of uh, work with clients well a few years ago now um when i was self-employed and even they would be wanting to drop the weight instantly you know not giving food time even though they've had such a scatty relationship with food or you know just not getting in that consistent uh, calorie input or output and yeah people that would come to me saying I want to gain muscle but I want to you know I still want to be lean and yes yeah, some people can do that but a vast majority you know, you've, you've got to accept the you know the, the fluff <laughs> I think when when people fully sometimes appreciate when they listen to obviously things like this, hopefully where they, you know they realise that a lot more time and dedication needs to go in. Um, I know that there are like some amazing girls that I chat to now, and they've been so humble. Like one person comes to mind, uh, Jodie. And I remember chatting to her, her first season off stage, and I'm like, you know, you look fantastic. And she's like, you know what, it's just the beginning. I'm happy with where I'm at. You know, wasn't over-egging herself of like, you know, I expected this result, you know, first time on stage to get first placings and things. I think she still did really well, actually. But she's like, it's only the beginning for me. This is like the part of the beginning of my journey where I really want to just keep improving and improving. And I think some people just expect to jump on stage, get a trophy. And, you know, next minute be an IFBB pro. And, yeah, some people are fortunate standing to do that quite quick. Um, but for the majority, it's it's part of the lifestyle. It's part of the, the ever, ever-searching quest. My next big box. <laughs> so for, for your future, what is it, your plans? What are you working towards now? So business-wise, um, I want to be growing my coaching uh, side of things. I potentially want to be out of my corporate nine-to-five come April 2021. Big, bold statement I'm going to put out there to the world. Uh, say it and it happens, right? Um, and then stage-wise, we've just started prepping. So I'm now with Meg Sylvester, and we I've just done my first week um, we're aiming for around October, November. So I guess when the gyms reopen, fingers crossed, 4th of July, that I think two bros are aiming to put a show on within 12 weeks of that, I think, as a regional qualifier. Yeah. Um, that, would be the, that would be the aim, to get to that, to qualify for something else, which will be probably either Alicante or Portugal, I'm guessing, some point um, October, November time. Um, I think... Portugal actually lands on my birthday, which would be quite nice in November. So we'll see. November, I'm in the Bahamas. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. 
Uh, I need to book something to make me kind of spurred on. I just don't dare book anything at the minute. Just wait till see what happens with all this COVID lark. I I can't. I, obviously, guys, girls, you're listening to this and podcast is right in the middle of lockdown. Um, yeah, without changing the subject too much, I think the world and this country has to get back to normality as soon as possible, on my opinion. Mm. Otherwise, there is going to be a whole lot of rubbish going on later down the line, which I think is going to affect a hell of a lot more people. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. And my aim is to get building a business so that I can get out of here just in case. Oh, laptop lifestyle, you know. <laughs> oh, laptop lifestyle isn't as great as you think it is. Um, no, I know. No. Yeah. I mean, my laptop, I, I have pretty much a laptop lifestyle anyway of floating between hospitals. So, uh, well, at least you get to socialise with people when you are out on the road. Um, mm. So, do you feel, obviously, with your, your goals, like, i.e., your big, bad, bold statement you've just now put out, on my podcast, which is going to go across the board on everything from iTunes to SoundCloud to YouTube to Facebook, wherever, you have just said that you want to be out of your nine to five by April 2021. Yeah. Okay. We will be listening. Don't grass on me. <laughs> yes, definitely. We will put um, a time and date in the diary for April 2021. No pressure. <laughs> Pull you out. Pull you out. So I, I, I have every faith in you. I believe that you can honestly, uh, you know, I've like, this is the first time I've probably seen each other face to face. I think we may have mm. once or twice. Yeah. Um, um, you know, we've been social media friends, as I say, for what, five, six years now? Yeah, easy, yeah. I've seen you develop. I've seen you grow. Um, you know, I've seen you look absolutely sick on stage. Um, the year you went up against Jenna, yeah, monster. You were absolute monster. You know, and I've judged around the world. You know, yeah. people forget that. So, um, yeah, you looked an absolute on stage. Absolutely awesome. Um, we're talking about mindset in all of this, and this is the main topic of this whole podcast, I feel, is mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I understand how important and with my own self-development, my own self, things have gone on. That's why I've come back to do this podcast. Yes, mm-hmm. the podcast is going to be across many subjects, not just bodybuilding, um, but my own growth as a person, my own development, it's boiled down to a lot of mindset and my beliefs. And yeah, you can't always please everyone. I understand that more than ever now. And I understand more than ever. Yeah. I feel you have acquaintances and you have true real friends. Mm -hmm. Do you feel mindset, is as important to go out, do a show, run a successful business. How much of an influence is it to the, to to you having this mindset at the moment? Everything. 
literally so I as much as I put my effort into training now I put my effort into self-development every day as well um I think Ryan gets better for me sometimes like with the amount of time that I spend on the PC listening to either podcasts reading just finishing another book this weekend um I'm always like I'm out on a walk I actually prefer just to be sometimes on my own so I can listen to podcasts um and yeah for me it's been an absolute game changer so I pretty much like when I was younger um I kind of grew up in a pretty of a a shitty state of mind let's put it um there's many many things that have contributed to that over the years and I was a, a bitter jealous little bitch basically um and I'll hold my hand up and say you know, I've ruined ruined relationships with people ruined friendships with people um I've always been a bit of a, a black sheep um of which I'm actually more accepting of now um but I would also from a lot of things that have happened through meeting people and my journeys that I've been on, whether it's bodybuilding or my career, um, a lot of it built up to make me quite, I don't know, I was trying to be something that I wasn't. I was trying to be what the societal expectation was, you know, to have this dream of, you know, being married before I'm 30, never really wanted kids. And I've tried to force my mind to want that. And, Sorry, but it's still not quite there. Um, and, you know, to have a mortgage and things. And that, for me, only happened last year that I finally bought my own place. Um, and I'm damn proud of that I have because I've managed to come straight into, you know, instead of working up the housing market, I've jumped straight into a decent-sized place of what my dream was. Um, but it's, you know, it's always that, you know, my grandmas, I always remember my grandma and granddad's always asking, you know, Oh, are you courting? Are you, you know, are you going to get married to this person? It was always about the old traditions. And that was kind of instilled that you've got to be doing this, that, and to be successful. You've got to have a degree. You've got to have a house. You've got to have a family. You've got to have kids. You've got to have done what society expects you to have done to be deemed successful. And I've kind of just torn that up, really, and just said, fuck it. I'm not going to do that. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. Two sets. I'm just going to go in front, shut my front door because we've got this guy playing with the buzzer. <laughs> there we go. That's a bit better. So yeah, um, I just feel mindset now. Do you, did you feel at the at the start of that, though, that you questioned it and you thought, were you thinking, shit, what are the people going to think if I'm doing X, Y, and Z because it's not the norm? Yeah. I think I, luckily, I had a really, really good manager that I had in, um, back when I was working for Johnson & Johnson. Yeah. And he actually went on to be, um, I think he's like mindset and business coaching, but for corporates. And... At that point, you kind of like hear him chatting about things and he was a brilliant manager, but not actually associating with what he's doing is actually all down to mindset at that point. Because it wasn't really something that was really spoken about. And if people were speaking, it was more on the spiritual kind of doo-woo, hickey, you know, la-la stuff that no one really took into much account. 
Um, but now on reflection, looking at, you know, considering what Will kind of spoke to us about and how he trained us up and mentored us, it was kind of, I guess, that, that seed being planted into the brain. Um, and then as I've gone through my career, learned what a good and a bad manager looks like in terms of coaching, leadership and all lack of. Um, not going to name any names on this like, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can I can relate to that. You know, it's 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 quite funny actually that you turn around and say about your past, but and you felt a bit of the black sheep. I mm. I've always I've always believed that I'm the one who's always stood out differently. Yeah. Black sheep, whatever. I'm quite the person who's quite settled on his own. I could just you know crack on and do my own stuff. You know. I've, yeah, most of my life, um, you know, I've had my own place since what twenty four, you know, and just got on with it. Um, yeah. you know, and I've done many, many things over my life. People think wouldn't, uh, you know, think, gee whiz, what life you've had? Um, you know, I worked on two films. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I worked on Troy and uh, Troy Trojan Wars, and um, what was that one? Yeah, on Tomb Raider two. Oh, no, everybody else. Doing what? Angelina. Um, worked with a stunt horse team. Freaking hell, that's what's called. I used to ride. Right. Loads of fair maps. <laughs> yeah, Orlando's not the nicest guy in the world, though. And I will... Huh? Bit of an arsehole. Um, yeah, we'll leave it at that one. Yeah. He was, you know... His, his girlfriend at the time was Kate Bosworth. And she was very, very nice. Mm. No, no, I've met some very, very famous people over the years without name. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I did that for a few years. Um, you know, fully qualified mechanic. But I've always done something that I've been passionate about. And I think mindset is frowned upon. And do what you want to do. What you really, you know, I, I follow a guy on, um, on YouTube, a guy called Calvin Car Diaries. And all he's ever wanted to do was be with cars and do videos on cars. And he's yeah. absolutely smashing it. And I could sit there and, you know, people probably comment and say, oh, it's not this great and, and the second-hand cars, blah, 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 blah. They're not Ferraris or anything. But he's that passionate about it, he doesn't care. And I think people are so bunged up in this world and this life now of I have to please the next Joe blogs down the road or my mate here or my mate. Like one of my very, very good mates, I won't name him, but he, you know, he's working his socks off at the moment and he's got a two year old and his, his dream is to, so his wife to be doesn't have to work and they can have a holiday home. He's working his socks off. So not job yeah. of five people at the moment, if not more. And, you know, I look at him and think, wow, cool. But he'll come to me and go, I feel this about myself. I feel that about myself. I'm not this and I'm not that. And I just look at him. I feel like shaking him and going, mate, look at your mindset of what you're doing. Mm. Down when actually people out there will be going, shit, you're doing really, really well for what you're, you know, he's like 30, 31. Yeah. And like... Mm -hmm. He's got a four-bedroom house, 
got two nice cars, got beautiful wife to be, and you know, he's got a lovely little daughter, two dogs. Mm-hmm. That's what he wanted. Fine, fair juice. But he is so hard on himself. And I'm like, mate, the mindset is just like, you know, go so much further if you put yourself in a different place. Yeah. So is is if someone had came to you, Sam, and said, right, I will set you up in a $100 million business of your choice or put you on the top 10 mindset courses of the industry for nothing, which out of the two would you take? It's a course every day. I wouldn't want to be lumped into something like that business-wise. And if I was, it would be my business that I'd grown. I don't like being, I've never been one to be a taker of anything anyway. Um, never, I've always been self-sufficient money-wise, always independent, worked. My first job was in a chippy when I was 13, serving the, uh, the good old pisshead public of uh, Hebden Bridge. Um, on the, I can't remember what my shift was now, something like 6.11 or something at night. So for like a 13-year-old girl to do that till 11 o'clock at night on a Thursday when people are out there getting pissed, um, it's an experience. So yeah, I've always been, I've always put, you know, put myself through uni. I've recently actually just paid off all my student loan. I actually owe me money. So if anyone from the student loan company is currently listening to this, please start answering the phones because you owe me some money. Thank you. Um, you won't be getting that back for a long time. That's like tax. They had, um, they've been getting me to ring them for like for four weeks. And so every week I'd check in on a Friday to do the next step of a tick box. And then that final Friday to ring, that was when lockdown kicked in and obviously shut all their offices down. And like, oh, they, won't be back. they won't be back yet. And there'll be a backlog the size of Hiroshima. Go on. Just need a button. Just press the button to say transfer the money, please. Not that simple. Sorry, Sam. That's why like my that's why like my like my cars and stuff like that. No, it's never that simple. No, no. Admin paperwork. Uh, yeah, it's it's never. Yeah. I you know I do a bit of forex trading on the side, and um, I had an account back in Oz, but it was run through a forex company here. Mm. All they had to do is press a button. They'd verified everything. They set my account up and they wanted proof that it was my account. Right, okay, you've got my proof. I've already got it. There's my matching details. Yeah. 12 days later. 12 days later, taking my money back. I'm like... I had to say with PayPal, I had to prove everything of who I was and then they went, you know, they were accepting certain things. I'm like, you've got this information. You can see my driving license. You can see all my address and everything. Press the button. Like you've got all this money held up that I need. Doesn't happen. Sorry, I'm afraid. Yes. So, future plans. You you said about 2021 and um, uh, your business and stuff. But what other plans are you going to do with your business? What what do you really want to scale to, or what ambitious plans have you got with it? I feel like saying it out loud to people. It might, I don't know. I'm always a bit like a bit wary about saying too much because I've got a lot of ideas and I don't want them ideas failing. Um, but, you know, it's to basically just grow and scale so that I can help as many women as possible that have um, 
like me, probably come into the bodybuilding industry for the wrong reasons in terms of like having an eating disorder pass or disordered eating, because you know they're a little bit different. Um, but also those who struggle with mindset of the um, off season period as well, because you know if you're in it for the long haul, you've got to accept the whole deal. And so many people just see that end goal of getting to the stage, tick box, done, and then it's a case of life crashes and burns when they come off stage or they binge. Um, a lot of people, are, like I've been there myself, where I've just completely fallen out of love with being in the gym as well and have taken a lot of time off. Um, and the whole key to it is finding something that you can be consistent with. So prep isn't always healthy. You need to obviously state that. But if I can help women do it in a healthily mindsetted way on that journey then that's the goal um and there's obviously a lot of things that i want to set up as part of that to help support as many women regardless of how much they earn how much they can afford to do um but i just think it's such an important area of life that if i could go back and do things again and have that support earlier on god knows where i'd be now shit (laughs) now this is this is coming from from an industry point, okay, do you feel, and it's been in, it's been on in the back of my mind for some years now, and it's like I've always had the protocol of if people are going to do gear, is they have pre and post blood work done. Mm-hmm. Um, should really do that anyway if you're going to, regardless if you're on stuff or not, but. Mm-hmm. I insisted on it if, if they were not natural. But do you feel that um, the industry should be a bit more regulated with the types of people who are actually doing this stuff? Yes. Um, <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that have gotten away in the past where they may have been a successful bodybuilder at points in their life and then proceeded to call themselves a prep coach due to experience and for some people that's worked out well for don't get me wrong but there's been some people and I have worked with a couple where I've been run to the ground due to the whole premise that I remember learning with my nutrition courses if you're not assessing you're guessing and for a lot of people that won't be qualified to do what they do, um, you know, they can say, yeah, go and get these, go and get your blood stuff, but they don't even know what they're looking at. They don't know what they're looking for. They can't direct you to the person that could help, obviously, access that kind of information. I mean, there's a, more, a lot more people that are coming out and getting a lot more clued up with it now, which is great. But yeah, I still think it's quite dangerous that at the end of the day, when you're doing something like prep, you're messing, especially for females as well, you're messing with hormones and that shit, it isn't always reversible. Um, especially when you, you know, considering advising on, you know, steroids or any kind of, you know, chemical that can be taken to enhance or to downregulate or to do anything like that. It's, and I've seen so many horror stories. It's scary shit. I, I had a friend in Oz and um, while I was living back there. And uh, she used to compete. And the last 
time she competed, her coach had her on 870 calories for the last two months of her prep, right? Wow. Oh, no, no, no. Hormonally, it took her nine and a half months to have her first period. After that, it took another six months before she had another period. Mm. Her body was shot. It was up, down, yo-yo. It was holding water like, forget a bath can hold water. I'm telling you, held water big time. And, in, yeah. and it messed with her head, mood swings each time. She thought she was going to have a period and nothing ever happened. But her moods went through the roof. People say, oh, yeah, you got to, to look good, you look healthy. You're not actually healthy when you're actually on stage. Don't, don't believe you are. And mm-hmm. you're not 100% healthy. And that's my opinion. I could be totally scientifically wrong with it, but I don't believe up there everyone is 100% healthy with your body like that. You've depleted so badly. Mm. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I've been there, like my, I was in my first year of prep and between the two shows that I did, I flew to, I only flew over to Ireland just for work. And the water retention that I had in my feet and my lower legs. I couldn't even get my trainers on to go do my cardio. It physically, it made me cry. It was that painful. And I nearly didn't get on stage the second time for the next show. So I don't I don't see how this is going to get removed from my body. I look like shit. Um, and yeah, massively panicked and missed out on an evening meal with work because obviously they always expect you to uh, still eat with them even though you're on prep. Um, not understanding the industry. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I, it was so painful, so painful. It was horrible. And it always just made me so much more wary now about what I do, how I do it and who I work with. But do you feel, how, how do you feel the industry could actually Regulate's probably the wrong word, but it's probably the right word at the same time. You know, reps, reps is about as Mickey Mouse as you can get. But what happened to that? Does that still exist? Well, actually, it does, but it doesn't. But yeah, it, how do you regulate it? How do you actually, you know, these youngsters who are looking at like, okay, we'll bring up. A professional bodybuilder. Okay, there was under I believe there was underlying issues with Dallas McCarver. Right, mm. it come up in his uh, thing, um, but you know, people look at those guys. People look at girls. Look at women. You know, yeah. even film stars. I could tell you stories about film stars, what they've been taking, and you, you would be like, "Hmm, really?" Um, but people look up to them. But people mm-hmm. don't go, stop there. By the way, you shouldn't be doing this because X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I think this, I know, I feel like people are being more transparent with the information that they gave, but it's still not a complete story. Um, I think there can be more to be done. I think, you know, the, the tragedy of Luke as well, such a shame with what was going on there. And, 
it's just awful to think that, you know, this person portrays such a, you know, a confident, really humble, lovely person and you've got demons inside and it's so, so saddening. It really, really is. But people don't realise until obviously, the, you know, something massive like that's happened and it's, it's unfortunate. Um, and it's the same on the health side of, you know, the, everything that you're consuming, whether it's food, social media falls into that. The, you know, social expectation falls into that. We consume all this shit, whether it's bad food, if it's, you know, drugs, drink, whatever. Um, and there's a lot of people won't hold their hand up and say, you know, yeah, I've, I've got anxiety. I've taken this, that and the other or things like that. And I think if people were, were more transparent and lack more in judgment, I think there's so much judgment about everything. If we could just learn to be less judgmental as people. Oh, yeah. We just, just seek to understand, seek to be curious. And just because someone says, yeah, I've taken X, Y, and Z, like, don't just jump to conclusions. I think when people first knew you know work-wise for me when I started bodybuilding that was their first assumption of you know are you on steroids oh my god is that what you need to do to get on, on stage and I well at that point I was kind of more classes but a fitness bikini kind of person when I first started anyway so um you still do it's that instant connotation of you're doing that that's what you need to do to get there and it's not it's not the case it's lack of education as well I guess so I just like going back to the Luke situation and obviously mindset and stuff like that. I just feel social media has and the industry, not just our industry, just not bodybuilding industry. I'm talking oh. industries across like the board. Like for instance, I'm a big car guy and YouTube boys. They're they're financing themselves up to the eyeballs in debt. And I, I'm not talking like, oh, yeah, it's, just, it's that simple to go and buy a Ferrari now. If your credit rating is very, very good, you've got a steady job, you put 10 grand down, you've got a 200,000 pound car. But it's mm. two grand a month. You know yeah. what I mean? But there's no time, there's no, oh, right, I'm going to work towards this. And I just feel these industries have a lot to answer for and it's all stemmed through a lot of social media. Yeah. People wanting everything just now. I've, you know, seen someone else that's got a fancy car and like, right. And like you say, if people got a decent credit history, I'm just going to do it instantaneously without thinking of the impact of, is that really important? Is that really going to give me happiness? Or at the bottom of it, fulfillment. Like, happiness is such a, a transient fucking feeling like i get off stage and i'm not like within two minutes i'm like shit i didn't win right next next thing i'm always moving on to the next thing but actually taking that time and actually sitting back and thinking let's let's actually have a look at where i've come from and how i've done how i've actually improved and actually start feeling fulfilled in this moment right now because as human beings especially now we jump it's always from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. It's always one success to another. Always seeking that success in something rather than appreciation of the journey to get there. What is success? What is success? It's, I mean, I personally believe now it's all internal of me knowing where I've come from and what I've achieved inside of me of what I've managed to develop. 
success used to be for me that it was the house. I've got it. Do I feel any more fulfilled? Not really. You know, it was to have a decent job. I've got a decent job. I've got a company car. Am I fulfilled? No. Um, and I think for me, it's, it's come, it comes down to your core values of what is it that gets you out of bed every day? And for me, it's to, to help other people and to feel that I'm bringing and offering a difference to people. And that's, you can't really put a, a value of monetary on that. It's, it's not having a fancy car sat on the drive. It's not have, for me having my pro card. It's, you know, I do them things to help develop me along the way. Um, but for me, it's, it's understanding what exactly drives you inside and your values. Uh, putting it down to that and making that it's pretty simple towards the end now. Um, is you know, I think a lot of people have to take time to sit back, reflect what they've got, and look what they've achieved. Um, you know, I, I can remember, and this is going back to my childhood, I missed out on being pro footballer because of an injury caused by my over pushy parent of a father. Um, and yeah, it cost me my career. But at the same time, look at my life I've had. Look at look what I've done. You know, I've worked in two films. I've done X, Y, and Z. And it's not until both my parents have gone, you look at it back and you think, well, actually, look what I haven't got now, but what I have got. Mm. And yeah, I, I get it. And I, I just think a lot of people need to now work on their mindset a little bit more, um, work on themselves a bit more. And yeah, people do who generally do help people. Um, and, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, more like go out of their way for them. If you know what I mean, so, you know, like I appreciate you've come on today, you know, even though you really did not want to be videoed. <laughs> um, and I feel like I bullied you into it a little bit, just yeah. a little um, But you've done amazing. So on that note, I definitely want to continue doing some more stuff with you. Um, I think there's a yeah. lot more topics of combo we oh, can God, yeah. talk about and do, but. What I'd like from this point is tell everyone where they can get in contact with you, how mm -hmm. they can get in contact with you. Um, Sam is going to ping the links over to me. So once it's on iTunes, it will be at the bottom of iTunes. Once it's on my YouTube, it'll be at the bottom of my YouTube and so on and so on. Um, yes, we'll uh, pull out some snippets and put little bits on um, Instagram once I finish editing all of this and I've got about four or five episodes to smash out all at once. <laughs> Everyone can listen. So in terms of finding me, um, God, I feel like I've got so many bloody social media channels now. YouTube-wise, Supreme Minority. Um, Facebook is still just Sam Horn, so H-O-R-N-E. Um, and yes, I have been bullied about that in the past. My last name, get over it. Um, Instagram, so for the clothing side, it's The Supreme Minority. And for my coaching side, it's Sam Supreme Coaching. I am also on LinkedIn, if you are a LinkedIn person. Um, don't do Twitter, that's too much to take on. Don't do TikTok, also too much to take on. That's Instagram and Facebook is enough. 
So, guys, girls, um, appreciate you listening in on this um, when it goes live, um, and I look forward to working with you in the future, Sam. Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much for having me on today. No worries. Two sets. Don't go anywhere.